What is up, y'all? Y'all. Is y'all a Texas thing? Or is it a, uh, is it a Southern thing in general, or is it just a Texas thing? It seems like it's more of a Texas thing. I like saying it. Um, this is Jed Bangers Ball. I'm your host, Jed Mayhew. Today's guest is Kevin Bigley, who, uh, is an actor, a writer, uh, director. He, uh, He's on BoJack Horseman. He does voices on there, which we get into. This is this is a very uh, talk show episode. It's good. It's like uh, it's good. I'm telling you, my show is good. Uh, it's like uh, you know one of those late night TV shows uh, kind of vibes where they have actors come on and they they do stuff and they do voices and they do characters and we 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 run the whole gamut here. Uh, Kevin, I met on Twitter um, and I just deleted twitter about two hours ago on the way over here uh to record this in in my house on the way back home i i deleted twitter um so now i don't know how to get a hold of kevin so if um hmm, i should have thought about that before i deleted twitter because that's how i talked to him uh maybe i can talk to him via instagram because he sent me his phone number on twitter via direct message but then i deleted twitter maybe if i get back on twitter i can find but you know what i feel really good about not being on twitter and i'm not uh using this opportunity to be like look at me i'm not on twitter anymore i'm just telling you what happened two hours ago which was i deleted twitter so um what else is going on uh you know the reason why i deleted the twitter was because uh and I was really funny on there. I was getting a lot of likes. I had Twitter for, uh, I had the account for zigzags, not necessarily as podcast. Cause it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, how much fucking time you got to look at your phone all day long. Take a walk with your dog, please. Um, speaking of which, this episode is dedicated to our friend, Charlie, who's not with us anymore, but he was Fonzie's friend. Um, it's hard to lose a dog. We lost a dog year about four or five years ago. And it's tough because uh I don't know, there's a lot of people I'd rather lose than a dog. I'll just say that much. Anyways, uh no more Twitter because no more I don't want to fucking read about the president anymore. I don't want to read about fucking who's raping everyone out there anymore it's just it's just a cesspool and uh i was doing quite well on it no i wasn't getting any more followers but i was just the other day i tweeted out um i think i saw a bald eagle or no that's the other thing i don't like is you can't fucking edit the thing once you send it out there it's there and you can't change it you have to delete it and resend it but by the time you've realized that you misspoke seven people have liked it because they realized what you were trying to say, but not what you actually said. So I tweeted out, I think I just saw a bald eagle in LA, but it was just a crow with a napkin on its head. Now, it's pretty funny. But the writer in me, the comedy writer in me, I shouldn't have repeated just twice there. So it should have said, it should have read, I think I saw a crow, fuck me. See, this is the problem with Twitter. I think I saw a bald eagle in LA, 
but it was just a crow with a napkin on its head. See, now that's so much better. And we're going to get into that today with Kevin Bigley um, because he's a writer and we, we talked about that. And he's got a show actually on Amazon called Parked. Um, he was on the show Sirens. He's a voice on BoJack Horseman. He's got a couple of projects coming out that seem really cool that we talked about. But, uh, you know, we met on Twitter. He's a, he, he'd seen the band. Uh, he's friends with some of my friends through music and stuff. And, uh, we kind of got into it. But, you know, actually after we turned the microphone off because we were just getting, you know, filled up here, but, uh, and I don't want to make you listen to this shit for like more than an hour. I got a, the last, the last one is an hour 15 and the one after this is out as long too, but they're good. But, um, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. So, uh, but we did get into a conversation after the mic was turned off just about, um, being sort of lost creatively. Um, and what we kind of figured out in that conversation was that, that the best thing you can do in that sort of situation is realize that you're not the only person that's going through that. And that if you reach out to someone and say, Hey, I need a hand. Uh, I'm going through this period. This is what is bothering me. And you're honest about it and you're vulnerable about what you're going through more likely than not, even if they're not your friend, but you maybe you respect what they do. They will, and you, you know, you're not a fucking, I'm not talking about like calling Brad Pitt or something, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll respond because they've gone through it too. Um, so we got into that a little bit, but, but before that we got into just a lot of like, uh, you know, just growing up and getting into acting and comedy and who you like. I I don't know why I have to tell you what you're going to hear, but you're going to hear that. So, um, zigzags are playing in there's a there's like a crying animal outside zigzags are playing in salt lake city this weekend saturday uh at crucial fest with neurosis pig destroyer earthless is playing those are people we know um let's see who else is playing that's the that's the night we're playing. Um, I think Ch- Chelsea Wolf and Russian Circles are playing the day before. But if you're in Salt Lake City, and if you want to go to the show, please send me an email, zigzagsmusic at gmail.com. Um, we don't know anyone in Salt Lake City, uh, and I can put you on the guest list. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's talk to Kevin Bigley. Yeah, our friends found him on the street, like uh, really in Koreatown, as he had followed their dog home. So, and then he just ended up with us, and our dog had pat. Is he looking at you? He's inching closer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he he wants to be friends. That's he's the thing. Warming, but so he's sniffing like nothing. Like he's sniffing just the ground. As soon- <laughs> this is all a game. As soon as you go for him. He's going to fucking freak out. Yeah, so, he's yeah. courting me yeah. for sure. But now then he, he's acting disinterested, but for sure. When you go for him, though, he's going to fucking go ape. He probably won't leave me He's going to go ham. He's going he's gonna to bite you. <laughs> uh, mine was a stray, too. Yeah. Um, she. Uh, Good for you, you know? Who, who, who rescued who? That's what I <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, I know, man. Um, she, uh, she was completely bald. Almost. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and we got her. And it was, she was the ugliest 
yeah. thing I've ever seen. She looked like a lizard. Yeah. Um, and then she just exploded with hair. But um, she had like mange or something? They said she had alopecia. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? And then we just started feeding her and she got some sleep. I was worried because it was like when we got her, we got her the day before the Super Bowl and we were going to have like a bunch of people over. And I was really concerned because um, we basically just brought a Vietnam vet into the house <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, like just screaming. PTS dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she was totally, she KO'd just like curled up on the couch, barely woke up, would raise an eye here and there, but it just was t- like... I think that's the uh, that's the relief of like not being on the street anymore yeah, and just being like yeah because our friends have a rescue this thing called Mutt Scouts and it's just like I follow them on Instagram and it's just like brutal but you see them like go from like what you said like a naked like mole rat and then like then they're just calm just yeah yeah she felt she in a month she gained ten pounds and like a ton yeah. of hair welcome dog cast here this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> NPR show about, yeah. about rescue dogs. You know, that's what we're doing here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, so I got this text from this guy the other day, and he's like a guy that, uh, like, I don't really know this fucking guy that well, you know? Like, I've, like I know him, but, uh-huh. like, like we've done some, we've played some shows and stuff together, and it's like I've known him over the years, and he's friends with a bunch of people, and, you know, but we're not, like, buds, but, like, we're friendly. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, hey, man, uh, how do you get an agent? Uh-huh. And I was just like, I was like, you know, first off, I think that this guy's like kind of like doesn't doesn't think I'm like that funny or like he or doesn't think I'm like that talented. Like, he's probably like, I got friends that are funnier than that guy. And he's fucking that yeah, guy. we saw him in that fucking commercial, you know, like, what the them. fuck? Like, and then he's like, and then and then one day he's like, you know. I'm just going to text him and like... But let me ask some advice. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like, dude, I've been fucking eating shit for like 10 fucking... I'm like, do you know the fucking maniacs that I sit in rooms with? Like, Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a stupid business. I mean, like, and like the answer to that question is, I don't know. Like, it's all yeah. situational. Like, I mean, <clears throat> you know, like, I know people who they have an agent and then it then it then they get dropped or like it sure. doesn't work out. I've gotten dropped like three times. Yeah, yeah it just happens. Yeah. Like I mean, like, and then you just move on and hopefully get another one. I mean, I I don't I really I honestly don't. know. I'm not asking you to tell no, me. No, I mean I, like I just... to, to anyone else who is like wondering. Well, I, I'm I, just I'm I'm more asking you. What do you think about this fucking guy asking me this question? I thought I, it was a little. Uh, I think it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's strange. Especially because I, I think it's kind of like a fucking slap in the face to all the uh, people that are like in, in my acting class that are just like struggling along and they like went to like, they they like did, uh, you know, community theater or they did plays in high school or whatever. And then this guy's just like, he's like a fucking drummer. And then he's like, all of a sudden he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I can get it. I can get into this game. You know? We've got thing? too many fuckers on like, this doing so this already. Easy. It's just like, where do I stand in line? And like, you know, just like, like I'm just going to buy a Coke or something. I'll also get an agent. Yeah. Like, I know it's ridiculous. Like to think that it's that, it's that easy. I think I'm like, you like, don't have no idea how long I worked on that wave in that last Volkswagen commercial. Like, you don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, literally it's just like stand. If you want to talk about standing in line, the allergy, the, the analogy would be like, where do I stand in line to just get my ass kicked? For yeah, several years, sure. and then hope that something goes my way. I mean, that's all that is. I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 very dismissive. <laughs> that's for, that's for sure. Normally, uh, I don't care, but and I've had a lot of people ask me that question in the past, you know, and and people that were 
you know, maybe they were actors or they were trying to, they were like legitimately trying to do stuff. And basically I have this like formula of how to actually do it, but it's a really long process and there's a bunch of different things that you have to do. So basically what I'll do is I'll tell someone the first step and then once they complete that, then they can write me back and ask me what the second thing is and I can do it. Usually people get to like the second one. Well, the first one is to sign up on LA casting. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And then once you complete that and you write me back, I'll tell you what the second step is. But so many people don't do it though. (laughs) No one gets past the second step. Yeah, they're like, wait, that's not as simple as, you know. Yeah. Mine is always get good. How like, do you do? Get like, good. Just, just well, then I'm fucked. I'm fucked if that's the <laughs> fucking thing. Just try some, like just try something to get like uh, either it's a class or whatever, right? You know, or just like I don't know, like just really work your ass off to get as good as possible because I mean that's what we're all trying to do. But there's so many people who don't even. I think like there was something with like Will Ferrell that said uh, said. Um, Something about Groundlings that, like, right after a lot of those Groundlings people in the 90s got kicked up to SNL. Right. I know that they were taking ground. I think, like, Lorraine Newman and was, like, Groundlings in the 70s and stuff. But, like, when they re- – the big wave of the grounding- Groundlings was 90s. Right. And when that started happening, a ton of people signed up. It was, like, Hartman and stuff. Sure. It was, like, oh, holy shit. And uh, people were, like, I want to – like first day, like what Groundlings One Hundred and One. They're like, "Well, I just want to get on center." Right, and you're right. like, "Oh yeah, because that's easy." Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like totally. you know, like they're not even you've already misstepped because you don't give a fuck about being good, right? <laughs> like doing what you have to do to get. Good. Well, that's like anything. I mean, it's the same thing with like how do you get a fucking record label? It's like oh being a God. good band, you know, and like have people come to your fucking shows, right. and then it'll happen. You know, yeah. it's not like you just write people or whatever. You know, I used to work at I used to work at a label, and and we get so many fucking letters and like demo tapes and shit like that, and it was just like ninety nine percent of it's garbage, anyways. But it's like we would listen to it for fun right. sometimes, but right. no one was even actually fucking listening to your shit. You, how many dudes just want a label because they want to be on a label? Well, yeah, that too. It's I mean, an Asian thing too. Well, and also here's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, it's constantly fucking changing. So the idea of like going to Groundlings now mm-hmm. as an, as a, as a stepping stone to sure. SNL is not even like a thing because mm-hmm. now it's like, I don't even know what it is now, but like a few years ago, it was like you went to UCB. You didn't even go to Groundlings. Yes. You know, you went yeah. to the, the, the hot, fucking improv place um (laughs) and now now it's like almost kind of cliched to be like an improv guy like now it's like the stand-up shit's like the hotter shit and you know i don't know it's just it's always changing so the idea that there's like one way to do it you know is i just i honestly man i was just kind of fucking pissed off that this guy texted me that because it's like dude i haven't talked to you in fucking forever man like you want to get a fucking beer or you want to like fucking jam out dude i know it's so lame i'm sure you got that stuff with the zigzag stuff too just like because it, it that it's such a pain in the ass of like I shooting. I shot a show in Chicago. And yeah, that's where I went to college. Right. So it was like I spent a year out. I was there from twenty uh, two thousand five to two thousand nine in college, and then an extra year. And then I worked, and I started working quite a bit, and then I came over here. Right. Three years later, two years later, I get a pilot for it to go for Sirens to go over to Chicago, and then um, 
a year after that, 2013, we get the season pickup, so I'm shooting over there. So I'm shooting a full season over there. Right. And I'm like 26, about to turn 27. It's like that's an incredible amount of success for that age for sure. But like people already kind of think that they need to ground you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it's like that thing you're talking about of like they would – you get like weird – I would get like the reach out, which was that, like, hey, what do you like? The big one for me was like, um, and you got this probably being here, of like, should I move to LA? What do you think? Right. You become the LA connect. Well, like, especially when you're in Chicago, you know, or like right. when I was like filming in Louisiana or something like that. That's like kind of the big thing, you know. Sure. It's like it's like oh, but now now it's like now it's like me going like, should I move to Georgia? Right. Yeah, because there's so much work. I know, dude. I know a lot of people from Chicago going down there. Oh, that's funny. Then, and then you so you get the reach out of like what like what should I do? Right. And then secondly, you get the fuck you. So yeah. it's like it's like can I? What do you think? Should I do this? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, it's a lot of sacrifice if you're going to do it. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, you got lucky. So, right. You know, you're like, right. all right, cool. So yeah. then there's the jab. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. for sure. Like I got a lot of, I got the, the, the back and forth, I guess. Yeah. It's funny. It's not like that in music, really. You don't get that like sort of thing. Everyone, people are, I don't know. In the most part, it seems like. You know, I'm usually talking to younger people, like right. way younger than me as far as like people that like our band. So it's like they're usually really cool in the way of like they're just like, oh, man, like, fuck, like you guys are rad. Like, I love you guys or like I skate to you. guys. It's not like it's not like, hey, man, like I'm thinking I've gotten like some people like I'm going to move to L.A., you know, and like, you know, where should I live? You know, like that kind of thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. but, you know, Your music but, would be great to skate to. Yeah, that's what I get most of the time. It's like some kid or like fucking we were in Norway and some kids were like, uh, we, we just hang out in the woods and we eat mushrooms and we listen to zigzags all the time. This was actually after I had hit one of them and knocked him over on stage but because he kept running into me and he was just like we 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 live in the woods we eat mushrooms and we listen to zigzags and then you come here and you assault us he was like really mad (laughs) it's a drunk (laughs) but did you go to chicago was it for improv is that why you went there no just um just for for i went there for depaul for oh i went there for theater just i was in san francisco for a little bit for high school and um a lot of people I knew, like they all kind of the the high school I was at, it was a magnet school, so it was like a public school, but you kind of had to audition to kind of get in because it was like a it was school of the arts, right? But it wasn't like fame, right? Because it was like also, it was just a competitive school district, so like everybody, there were people who wanted to be artists, and then there were people who uh, kids whose like parents were really worried that they were going to get the shit beat out of them, the, you know, for the kids. So they just kind of threw them over there. So you just had nothing being theater tech or like, you know, right. like work on your public speaking. So be an actor. So it was just kind of uh, this kind of weird conflation of those two things. And I, so then I, a lot of them went to a lot of the actors who did go on usually went to like BU or, you know, NYU or, and, and a lot of them went to DePaul. Right. And there was like this thing of like, I heard that, um, I think I heard like John C. Riley say something of like, if you want to be an actor, go to Chicago. And I was like, fuck yeah. Cool. Huh, right. That's interesting. It just seemed like cool. I wanted to get out too. I just wanted to go. Yeah. Across the country. I wanted to get away and, yeah. and I wanted to go to a city. Right. 
um, but not like San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I just think of Chicago because of Second City and Impro- and uh, I O and well, I all that stuff. There. Yeah, lot, I mean, yeah. It, but it, a lot of the people that I met when I first came out here and was doing UCB, it had come from Chicago, you know, or like it's so yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, like going back to for Sirens too, like that. I love I love Old Town, like where Second City is. Yeah, like that whole neighborhood just in general. Yeah, but um, yeah, like there the comedy scene there is amazing. But even just like. I like the food there. Food. The architecture is amazing. The weather fucking sucks. It's just like, but yeah. the people are cool. There's a camaraderie to it. The, it's such a blue collar city. Yeah, it's sure. a, the people are so cool. The food's good. The bars are so cool. Ale like, House was my fit, which is right next. That's that's like the second city. Where, yeah, like uh, we used to go there every weekend during Sirens. And actually, when my wife and I we got married in Old Town, and um, we that was like our after party where's your wife from is she from chicago, she's from chicago. you met her there while you're yeah, out there i met her at depaul yeah. oh, she's wow. from okay. she's like um her family's from south side and then they lived on uh in the suburbs and stuff yeah. i remember the the thing in the south side that we were getting when we were playing out there was uh they always told us to get the uh combo dip sweet hot you know what no yeah for sure <laughs> fuck yeah i got that one time and then i had to shit five times before, <laughs> before the show and i was just like fuck man it's just like not like now i would be dead i don't even this was like in my 20s but i'm just like fuck that's like the oh, worst yeah. worst thing to eat before it's a fucking it's a fucking hot italian beef sandwich with a sausage in it with sweet and hot peppers yeah. and then they dip it in the fucking jus they, or whatever yeah the, and those sweet and hot peppers are they they will they will totally wreak havoc on your stomach <laughs> that's, that's what it was yeah yeah yeah, um, I did, I ate so much meat in that city. Yeah, it's a big. Yeah, it's a fucking. Uh, that's where they started it's the uh, meat and beer butchering. Shop, yeah, yeah, butchering yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I love it out there though, man. The fucking the five o'clock bars and just like. Oh the, yeah, well yeah. There was a, my showrunner at the time. There was one because there's just certain bars like that are there that um, Carol's known where you're just like oh you just enter a vortex right and you're like uh, I have no concept of time. Whether it's coming or going, I don't know what the fuck's happening. And my, our showrunner, we had had pictures of Schlitz just over and over and over again. And this was in Ale House, which was like, yeah, the 5 a.m. bar. It also has, it has that thing that like some places in L.A. that are haunted have that kind of debauched aura that almost bring it out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Marmont or whatever. Yeah, It feels like it just kind of it's like you're everyone's possessed everyone's on the same page yeah. like we're all we're all barreling towards getting fucked up i just remember Wait. driving around like at like four in the morning going to like a 5 a.m bar like with a bunch of drunk people in a car listening to music you know and yeah. just everyone being like all right lock and load like and we're, we we're in the shit now doing. you yeah, know like, yeah totally what's the bar what's the bar with the with the old ladies when they were on like conan o'brien uh, do you know that place? Uh, no. Uh, it's called like the Reef or something like that. Mm-hmm. Someone will say, but it, there's a bar where Conan O'Brien went to that bar and he he like interviewed the women that work there. <laughs> and when you go in there, they have like it on VHS, so like they'll just put they're it on. They're always playing. They're it. always yeah, playing it. Sure, like it's hilarious. It's like if you go to Bob's Big Boy in Burbank, they're just like it's just all the times Bob's has been featured, and you're like. <laughs> He's playing the fucking tape out, like David Good Lynch. God. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Wow. So what? The, so you started out in Yuba City, though. Yeah, Northern where the, California. Where the fuck's that anyway? What's the deal with Yuba I, City? It, my my wife always is mad because it's like whenever I say where I I'm from, it always changes. 
because it's it's just a county, like yeah. Sutter County, really. Because mm-hmm. I lived in something like the forty nine or something like that. Or you take, uh, yeah, it's like it's to sound really Californian. Five north, yeah, yeah. Um, take ninety nine. You can take right. ninety nine all the way through Bakersfield if you wanted. Got like it. All the way up, yeah. Cut through SF, and then you'll take the seventy. So you got to go all the way to San Francisco and then take like a right. Like you're going to Tahoe, pretty okay. much. Okay. Yeah, if you yeah. wanted to go on one one, yeah. Right. You wow. Take that. You take it east. What's but it's there? Weird. Nothing. Meth. Um, meth yeah. and rice fields. Sure. Like it's just kind of it. Like it was really. Um, it's had a tough time. There's been some floods. There was two floods that went through in '86 and uh, in '97. And uh, I grew up in like. Like Linda was the town, and then that was next to Marysville, Yuba City. They're all kind of lumped together, mm-hmm. but there's really no difference between them. Marysville like, used to be kind of bigger; it still kind of is. Yuba City too. It's like Eastern like, Washington, where I grew up. It's like we got a Marysville too. You know, it's like mm-hmm. all the same Everyone shit. Does. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we then we I lived in a place too. There's right around another one of the towns, which was Rio. So, which is like it's like under a thousand people. What were, yeah, what were your parents doing out there? Um, so they grew up there, so it was, uh, oh, wow. Olivehurst, uh, is another town around there. And it's just all, like, my dad was a hod carrier, he just construction worker. Yeah. He did, did a lot of plaster. And my mom did a variety of jobs, uh, mostly kind of doing a lot of clerical work for, like, doctor's offices and stuff. But then my dad became a, um, a, uh, became a county sheriff after a while. Oh, wow. When I was, like, 11. Yeah. And then, uh, and then prison guard. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. At Pelican Bay. That's what made because we were talking about Northwest. That's right. why we moved to Northwest. Oh, you moved up there? Yeah, we moved when I was around 12 to Northwest. To uh, um, I was in Brookings because he worked at Pelican Bay. Where the fuck's Brookings at? Where's that? It's like right over the border. But, Pelican oh, in Bay Oregon? Is Crescent, Crescent City. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right but, over there. But uh, on the eastern side of Oregon, right? Or is uh, it? We were on the west. Oh, you're on the like west right side. Right over there. Yeah, because Pelican Bay is in Crescent, like right, off, right outside of Crescent City. He was there in like 98. Gotcha. Right around the riots, which I think were ninety nine, and Manson, I think, had just been. What there were riots at the prison? Yeah. Oh wow! In Brookings? He, yeah, he was just leaving. Oh, he just left. He's on his way home. And they're like, "Hey, can you come back? <laughs> <laughs> some shit's gone down, and there's been some stabbings and stuff." Could oh you, my like, god! Pull a Yui and come on back. And yeah, it was, and then uh, and then we moved down to San Francisco in two thousand two yeah. because of uh, he became a parole agent. And, so. and and so then, how did you get into the acting stuff? Was that was that before then, or yeah, was it when you got down to San Francisco, Oregon? I was doing a little bit of like you know the school plays. What did your so. prison guard father uh, think of? Uh... He's just very supportive. They, like <laughs> it was weird, man. Like I, I, I like it's not the same old story, you know. Of, yeah. Like, dude, get a real job. He was. They both. They were just like this is kind of different and cool. I think you know they were always scared of like. Like when uh, in the Yuba City area and all that stuff, they were just scared of me becoming just a townie or something, yeah. you know, because they were, no one had a college education in my family. My dad got a two-year degree. He got his associates so that he could become a prison guard. So it was like, it It was, he just didn't, no one wanted, you know, to be, they didn't want me to like hang around all the first in those bars and yeah. stuff. And, yeah, 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 sure. Doing that kind of stuff. And, and so anything with your brain, they were like, this is cool. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Anything, you know? Like, I know my, my folks were the same way. As soon as I like wanted a guitar, they were like, get a guitar, you know? But I I played a lot of sports too, though. So it was like, too. And, and then like, what did you play? Like, I played everything. I really yeah. wanted to box. And my oh, dad, yeah, yeah. 
my dad was like, you know, he taught me. You know, yeah. He was always like, no. Like, you know, because I was like, I want to do this. And yeah. Like, Fuck no. Yeah. Like, it was just like the towny thing. It's like, just please don't. You're going to get shit beat out of you. You know, like. You, you know. My dad boxed in the army and he was just like, don't go to the army and don't box. Like, you know, like, don't, right. don't do the shit that I, right. I. I was smart enough to actually listen to him about that kind of stuff. But I played football and baseball and all this stuff. But I remember I, I wanted to take cooking classes when I was a kid and then. He was worried that I was gay. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, I had a moment like that with my dad. Yeah, I saw there was this um, there was this joke that uh, that like some comedian told. I was like into comedy like as a kid. So I was just who are you stuff. into? I was recording every special. I right. was I really liked like Jim Brewer. Yeah, and I loved all the old SNLs. I loved right. Adam Sandler. Yeah, Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Belushi, Farley. Um, right. for sure. Farley yeah. was like right in the sweet spot for me. <laughs> yeah. It was like the greatest. That was the cool thing about being around. If you're around Ale House, there's people of that age right. where you can soak in Farley stories. Yeah. And occasionally a Belushi one here and there, but like the Farley ones are great. Sure. Uh, but, uh, there were <clears throat> all sorts of stand up. They had, remember Premium Blend? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, sure. all that stuff. Yeah. I was soaking in. All I was on the fucking Mark Maron show. I know. Yeah, Premium. He was exactly, the host. Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I used to, Maron's stuff, I used to love. I used to do, um, I, I was like the kid who would recite the stand up at school the next day. Yeah, day, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, and, the, and take it as my own. Uh, but there was this one joke that was like, I don't remember. I think it was like, a, it may have been. Um, it doesn't matter. Probably a Swartzen joke. But he was like, it was something like, every guy has that moment of just like, am I gay? Like, no. And you know, like, it was, like, it was just, a, just, a, sure. just a throwaway joke. Sure. I told it to my dad. Oh, no. I know. And he just stopped. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he was like, my prison guard father, you yeah. know, was like, so what are you trying to say? Oh, no. And I was like... Dad, if I'm going to come out, which I'm not, but if I did, and which you're just be making it worse, with, you're just making like, it worse. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to come out via someone else's joke. Yeah, <laughs> this would be a much more serious conversation. I remember one time this like punk band came and I don't, they came and played at my friend's house. Like they played in the basement or whatever. They came from Seattle, and I remember telling, <laughs> I was like trying to impress one of the guys in the band by like being like a cool like. Like saying that my parents were cool about me going to this punk show, and I said something like to this like guy with like a mohawk. I was like, "Yeah, my parents are are said it was okay if I was gay," and he's like, "Oh, that's cool, man. Nice, man, <laughs> rad, dude." Stoked on that, yeah, for like, sure. Like, what the fuck am I? Like, yeah. why am I saying that? Just like, trying to throw out some kind of edge. Just trying to be cool by being like, it's okay if I'm gay. He's just like, oh yeah, man, My right? Are totally cool with it. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm even like open-minded, man. Like, I don't even care. Like at that point, if I am gay or not, I'm yeah, just like that's trying funny. to. Um, uh, what I, I was gonna? What the fuck was I, how, how the fuck do I? How do we even know each other? I don't no, I remember. I really don't, man. Um, I think we bullshitted on Twitter. I know, but how did that even happen? I I don't know. I remember seeing you guys open for Bleached. And oh wow, okay. At the Echoplex, like, right? Years ago, and I was like, "Fuck, this is great." Yeah, blew them out of the water. Oh, <laughs> I was thank like, you. "This is." I was like, "This is great," and um, so yeah, and then we just started bullshitting. You know who's a big fan of your, you guys? You should have him on. 
is Paul Britton. You know him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know I know him the same way I know you, like on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. But I think he might. Is he friends with like that band Criminal Hygiene? Is he buddies with those yeah, guys? Yeah, I think so. I knew them. I know them a little bit. Yeah, because uh, they used to open for the Orwells. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Chicago, yeah, yeah, fuck, man. man. I saw that coming. Ah, man. Yeah, Matt O'Keefe is a, 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 I know him all right, but, uh, and then a couple of the others. I don't, I didn't know the Brenners. I mean, holy shit. I don't know them. We played with them once, and then I just, like, you know, it's just, I think it's, I think it's just a fucking product of, like, you guys are too young and don't know what yeah. the fuck you're doing. I mean, I don't know what the details are, but just like the fucking, it's just like, man, I, I, I never got into shit like that. But if I would, but I was never even like popular enough at that age to like get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of nuts because it's like they, I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but I'm sure they were South by and one of them, it was like the replacements. It was like one of them, you know, they're like Brenner's like, 14 yeah base. like right, you know up right. there that's like, what i mean they, yeah they were just fucking kids i think mario was like 16 yeah when they were up there like at south by like holy shit there's children you're you gonna, know like gonna get in trouble yeah like and it's just yeah there's all that stuff. i don't even know what it is but i just i I, I, I try to not to even fucking know what the details are anymore because i don't even want to fucking think about it or yeah. have an opinion you know yeah. but yeah britain i i uh He's he's a is, is, sorry. Oh, this that fucking a dude. I have a, a fucking tweet where I talk about coasters. How much <laughs> I fucking hate them because they do that thing, and I'd rather just put a mark on the table than have the thing. It was my bad. It was no, my bad. dude. What happens to me is I fucking I'll I'll have a coffee mug on there. I'll pick the thing up. It'll stick, and then I'll drop the coffee mug and spill. Co- oh yeah. And then I'll scream at my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just throw that in there. <laughs> Cause she's just like always in the kitchen when I'm doing that, like when I'm and I'm I'm not screaming at her, I'm just screaming and just going like motherfucker. <laughs> general, yeah, and yeah. she's just like what, what, and I'm just like oh, I just I knocked the fucking coffee oh, over. Oh my god! I broke the coffee maker the other day. She's gone, so it's just like I'm I'm completely just a man without a country right now. I'm just oh, I'm just a mess, you know. That's like so go, they got out of town, and I'm just like lost. So how do you know Britain then? Um, I know him. Uh, I used to watch him. In Chicago, okay, because he was, you know, he performed there a lot, and then I met him through uh, another Second City dude, Andy St. Clair. Yeah, uh, he wrote on Sirens, and he's like a Second City legend. So right. I met him, and uh, but we were talking. He realized that I think we both noticed that we were both talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Did like, you, you do like zigzags? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh shit. Okay, great. Did you ever do stand up? I did it once. Yeah, um, I do it once a year. Yeah, it's. I know it's kind of like cathartic. It's and brutal. Then, yeah, I actually had a weird experience because it was. Uh, it was actually a few years ago. It was like three years ago, and I was writing a lot, uh, not stand up, but like script stuff. And it, none of it was like I had this terrible lit agent um, for a while, and I would send him stuff. We were like working on pilot stuff. So mm-hmm. I was sending pilots and. Um, and uh, he wasn't doing a whole lot, and and then we'd have meetings or whatever, and I I submit these scripts and everything, and I was just working my ass off on on compiling all this material, but it was only being read by him and like two other people or something, and he would, be, so it was just like I, I did a lot of sketch before that, and mm-hmm. the, the, the the gratification there was good, but like with this, I felt like I was writing in an echo chamber. 
and you know, like after a while, you just don't, you're not getting anything out of it, any laughs or anything. So then I was like, I just need to do something. I need to fucking, you know, go and do, I'm just going to go do stand up. Right. And so I just wrote five minutes, what I tied myself out, five minutes of material. And I went to the Ha Ha Club. Where's that? Up, it's like uh, over in Hollywood. Okay. Hollywood. Okay. So I went up there and uh, I went to the open mic and it was brutal. one of the most brutal <laughs> rooms. Just rooms. Well, Not first even time... like comedy, just room. Yeah. It was hostile. Yeah. And like dangerous. Well, it's just also, it's just other, only other comedians watching you, right? Like, it, yeah. yeah. So, and everyone's just like there and, yeah. uh, to, you know, it's sparse and it's, and, there's there was a class where people went on before and i was like man i'm just trying to get some shit out just to like get up there and do something yeah but there are people i saw two people quit stand up completely it was it was Fuck it. there was one dude who was uh the, first off there was like this these this older uh, women couple of like they were, they were like in there must have been like mid 60s they uh, just like something to do, I guess, and they were whispering. And it's like when your parents visit or something, and they're like, "Don't wake him," you know. And you're just like, "You guys are so fucking loud." It was like they're just like talking through the sets, <laughs> analyzing the acts, and it was like Waldorf and Stadler, you know, yeah. off to the side. And then you had um, comedians that were coming up, uh, or I don't know. That's a, <laughs> that's a generous. Used. I don't mean to be like so cynical, but no, it is like, though. It's, it's you can it's make fun rough. of it. They got up there and it was like they elected to do ten minutes. And right. it was like you don't have ten minutes of material <laughs> and no one's laughing, so it's going even faster. And then there's people who forgot what they wanted to say. But there were there were two dudes that I was like, Oh holy fuck. And one guy was funny. You, you could tell he's a good writer, but he'd never performed before and he was just anxious when he got up there and he fucked up one of the jokes. And I was la I was uh, laughing because they were well written, but they right. weren't well performed. And then he's just like, oh, no, I fucked up the joke. Um, oh, well, um, all right. And then he just left. He just, like, darted. And I was like, holy shit. That guy just I love like, that was guy. like, fuck this. Yeah, I love I wanted to follow him. And yeah. I was like, fuck it. And then another guy came up. And you know, like. I love was, when people quit. I, that, that was. The like, thing. that guy just quit on the Buffalo Bills or whatever at halftime. Yeah, I was like, like, I'm done. I was like, I love that I guy. Think this That's, is that it guy's for me. great. Yeah, I got hit in the head. And. I think that's I the best like, thing. When did, what, what point during that game where he was like, you know what, fuck this whole thing. I don't know. You know when did it come? Like, what was the buildup? What was the moment where he's like, I don't need this shit. I've done it. I've, I've done it. I was at a restaurant. I was working as a cook in a bar one time, and the and the ticket machine broke. Uh-huh. And so, so I'm up there, and I'm just, like, smoking cigarettes out back, and I'm just, like, fucking around. There's, like, no orders coming in or whatever. And then finally, it's like in a total, it's like an upstairs, totally different room, the kitchen from where the bar is. And it's like fucking chicken wings and tater tots and shit. And uh, this waitress comes up and she's like, hey, um, I, why, why are the orders taking so long? And I was like, oh, there's no orders, you know. And she's just like, oh, no, I've, been, I've just been putting them in or whatever. And I was like, what? And I go over and like oh, no. check the ticket machine and it had like jammed or whatever and the tickets weren't coming out <clears throat> that's terrible and then, I fucking... and then it's like you have all this shit and you're like, yeah, okay I, I like fix it and just start spitting out like a million tickets so all of a sudden i've got like 30 orders of food yeah. that i gotta make you know yeah so i made them all made them all like angrily furiously made them all and then just walked downstairs and was like hey man i quit you made them? Yeah, I had oh, you. Oh, I would have walked out. No, no, no. I made them first, and then I just quit immediately after I went downstairs, and the manager, I was like, hey, man, I'm quitting. He's like, 
And he's like, oh, it's like you're halfway through your shift. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't need this fucking shit. See you later. And I just like walked out the door, you know. I was I was a valet for <laughs> like three years. That's what the show's about. Yeah. Uh, I I was a valet and uh, uh, it was just like, a, it was hard. It was terrible. You know, we just made, you know, got paid in tips and it was like, you get treated like shit. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible being a valet anywhere, but it's terrible being a valet in Los Angeles because you're, or like Vegas, you know, where it's like, I'm part of the experience, yeah, you know, yeah. the VIP feel, you know? Uh-huh. And it's just like, fuck this. And I was just so, and I'd gotten sirens, but the problem was, is I, that it got picked up in like May, 2013. They're like, we start shooting in September. It's like, fuck, why don't I have enough uh, money? Yeah. Like, you're not paying me now. So I'm going to have to work this job. So I like told my, I told, and I had had like a pilot before that didn't get picked up. So when I told them, for, you know, before they were like, um, so are you quitting or, you know, and I was like, no, the pilot didn't get picked up. And they're like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what is, well, are they going to air it? And like, no. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, I don't know guys. <laughs> so, so when it came to this, I was like, Hey guys, I'm done. And they were like, so you quit? And I was like, not yet, but like. <laughs> In the fall, I'm and they were like, "Wait, but did the show got picked up?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, but I got to work for yeah. a few more months." And they're like, "This doesn't make any sense." So then finally, I'm giving when, my six month notice at right, this yeah, ballet like, job ahead of time. I'll be quitting. Just no. I'm gonna see you fuckers so later. I took, I took off my the final the final day. Yeah, uh, I had been saying like, "This is my last day. It's my last day. It's my last day." And then I took off. I was like gonna like throw it down and be like. Fuck you guys and fuck this job. But then I was like, dude, this job got me through like, you know, like when it was hard. You right. know, like, so I should be cool. And uh, and I, I took off like my polo and folded it and gave it. And I was like, hey, I just want to say like, you know, thanks for all the shifts and like helping me get by. And I appreciate it. And that's all. You know, and he goes, wait, you're done? And I was like, yeah, man, I told you that I was quitting. I thought it was going to be this very ceremonious and he was like, um, well, just keep the polo. I was like, no, take it. And he was like, no, nah, just hold on to it. I was like, you need to take this polo. Yeah. <laughs> this He's is, like, you're going to be, this guy's going to be back. He literally was like, they all come back. Oh, and man. I was like, fuck, man. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Scary. Yeah, terrifying. And then a week later, I was, I was in Chicago filming. I was on set and I got a phone call that was like, hey, where are you? you you're scheduled. Like, <laughs> on the valet. <laughs> You're supposed to, we're getting, we're like, it's a rush right now. You were supposed to be in two hours ago. Like, they were just panicked. That's you know? hilarious. I was like, I fucking told you. I, I quit, <laughs> I told you man. six months ago. I told you I was. Yeah, exactly. I told you. <laughs> Didn't you listen when I gave the preemptive six-month warning? Do you remember when I was standing on that Apple box, like, giving a speech right. to all the other valets about <laughs> yeah. following their dreams? You fucking assholes. You don't recall? <laughs> yeah. It's like. Uh, so okay, go ahead. What no, were we gonna say? So, uh, so then back because I just want to get the, to the, c- the comedians. The, the comedian. I know I fucking cut you no, off no, with no, my no, own no, goddamn story about dude, being a cook. <laughs> this one guy got up there, and and I was like, I think he's gonna be good. I don't know why. There's something about his energy. I was maybe he was, he was like, fat. It was pre- he was like really skinny. He had was he black? His beard? No, but there was a black guy that got <laughs> that up. That guy's always like, this good. This guy's gonna be great. Yeah. But there's this guy with his beard. <laughs> And uh, and he was just like uh, he was kind of like he just had this funny energy in this walk, and I was like, he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good. And he started, and uh, it was it was terrible. And he told this joke, and he, they weren't even jokes. He had already yeah. given up spiritually. He was just on stage pacing, and he was like, 
Uh, I was thinking of like this connection. I don't know. Uh, it's like there's like they said that now there's all these tests and studies that come out about feces being in beards. Oh God! And uh, something about I don't know something about like the Greek Greeks have beards, the Greek Isles, feces Isles. And no one laughed. <laughs> well, Is that yeah. me? I kind of laughed. Yeah, it was so well, weird. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I was like, "This is great." Like, <laughs> Only sick fucking other right. weirdos. And it's like also, it's not even a joke. It's just an idea. <laughs> that's what's good about it's it. It's not finished at all. That's it's why like, I like. Why it. are you throwing it out? Yeah, that's why I loved it. And then all of a sudden, he just was—he was like, "So I think that's kind of funny." No one laughed, and he's just like, "Ah, you know what? I think that's it for this whole thing." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just walked off. Just like you know what I think, I, think yeah, I, did, I, I uh, gave it a go. This was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a go. That's, that's he's like I still got my polo at the ballet place. Right, I can yeah, go I'll back. Go park some cars. Go put yeah. my giant polo on. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, uh, you know I think I. That's the thing is you have to. The problem with it is you have to. You have to have this burning passion to do it. And you have to perform in front of people and eat shit so many times before you're good. Because because I can... So, the dog, come on. Uh, I, I think I'm an okay writer. And I and if I worked at it, I could be a, a better writer. But it, to get up and do stand-up and fucking get my ass handed to me that many times in front of that many strangers, I don't... I don't have that yeah. in me. I was. Really, I don't want it. I was really curious to get up there and do it. And when I did, I was like, I don't have. Um, like some of them worked, some yeah. of them didn't. And then uh, the guy, the MC, gave me a call and was like, "Hey, do you want to come back and like do um, like ten minutes for some for like open opener?" And I was like, "No." Like yeah. you know, it's like I, I said. I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And then I thought, like, okay, so then I have to grow my five. That was like probably, you know. 50% of it worked. So then rebuild five and then double that. And then it was like, I, I, I knew that going into it that I, it didn't, I didn't have some burning desire because yeah. you really do have yeah. to, you have to need to do it. Yeah. And I think it's the same with impro- uh, improv and, and like, uh, there's only so many things that I have a need to do. Improv. Not, yeah. Improv. I think improv is a lot easier because you have that strength in numbers thing. Than, yeah, and, and you also have that, the, that, uh, immediacy of it and the just the off the cuffness to the jokes that are easier to work than something written. See, last night we played, we actually played last night, we played this guy's birthday party. He's like a filmmaker guy, but it was like, it was just unannounced, you know. But I wrote a roast, like a bunch of roast jokes for him, this guy, mm-hmm. and then pre recorded them and then like edited in like cricket noises and fucking crowd noises and shit and then had my friend in a in a monster costume with a ventriloquist dummy reading the jokes that had already been pre-recorded and that killed yeah but if i had gone up there and tried to do them like just as as not having the practice of like telling a joke in front of a large it's it's fucking hard stakes to that dummy thing because you're just like well, I'm, if it's a bombs who gives a fuck I'm gonna play yeah like, we're here to we're here to play music exactly you know? like so it's like yeah that that the, but what you're talking about too it's like what what any great comedian does where it's like hey here's part of what's going on with me and I'm gonna try and make it funny we're right. like the dudes who like who uh, write by going up you know right they, they'll, they'll or they'll sit down. And they'll do the Seinfeld thing of like writing two hours a day, but then they'll go up 
and then try and put themselves in a corner to fight their way out. Sure. And then having that recorded or whatever, and then take whatever they like from that. That's part of the writing process. Right. So some of their writing process is getting the shit beaten out of them. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's like, that's like for a boxer or something like sparring. Right. Like I have no interest. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No interest in that. I I really, I really respect that art form. It's funny. You know, it's like, I I was talking to a friend a long time ago or, or like six months ago or something. And, uh, just about how much I liked, uh, Tiffany Haddish because I had seen her at the improv like l- like the day before she became famous like yeah. I went there I was like the only white dude there it was all black ladies and like me and my girlfriend and we went to see her and because we had watched Girls Trip or something and like the next day she's huge yeah. but then I was telling my buddy who's a total stand up like nerd guy you know and he's just like i don't i don't like her like i don't think she's funny because i don't think she has any jokes he's like he's like i don't like her you know i was like i I was like i just like her you know i like her energy i think she's sure she's funny as a person you know not necessarily she doesn't have a bunch of one-liners and then and then i was telling him i was like i was like the guy that makes me laugh the funniest out of everyone is fucking cat williams and I was like, yeah. I don't know why, but the way that he fucking talks, you know, he just yeah. like, he's like, this mall, this motherfucking mall has two <laughs> foot lockers. And he can say anything. I'll fucking die laughing. It was like Dane Cook's old stuff where it was like, yeah, the, just some of these jokes are great jokes, but mostly it was energy. Right. You, you dug it until people got tired of it. But like, it, you know, sometimes it is just energy, you know? Yeah. Well, I just like that Cat Williams has been shitting all over Tiffany Haddish this week or whatever. He was like, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. He's like just shitting all over her and like Kevin Hart and all these people like oh, saying God. they suck. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I was having this conversation with my buddy where I was like, those are my two favorite people right now. And then he was like shitting all over her, but in a super fucking funny way. And then he was ripping on this woman that was the host of the radio show that he was on. And then her husband pulled a gun on him. He's literally just like <laughs> chaos as a human That's being, amazing. too. You never know. I know people, too, who run into him at, like, events and stuff. Like That's amazing. Events, and they're just like, he's, you, he's, you never know what you're going to get, I've you know? S- I've he seen him at, like, punk rock shows, you know? I've yeah, seen him right. at, like, fucked up, like, I've seen him on stage at, like, with, like, that band Trash Talk, like, on stage with those guys and, like, stage diving and just doing, like, really, f- like, how the fuck did he even know he's about like a, this? Like, he's like a, um... He's like the Jekyll Hyde of like Bill Murray. Right. Like he's the different <laughs> version where you're yeah. like, where it's like the Bill Murray's like, oh, this is fun. And like, he just pops up and does cool stuff. Cat Williams is like, oh shit, he did what? Yeah. Like, that's he pops up and like fights a kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is he punched who? <laughs> he gets beat like, up by a 10 year old kid. What weapon was he carrying? And yeah. How fucked up was he? What was he on? Yeah. Yeah. It's way different. Way Way more edgy. He's the funniest <laughs> fucking guy to me. I don't know why, but those stand-up specials, like, they, I fucking die laughing at that shit. And oh, he's not even, he's just fucking talking like he's yeah, just yeah. saying shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but back to that. So the, so the show that you have that's on Amazon. Yeah. Parked. Yeah. And that's from, obviously that came from you being a valet. You yeah. wrote it based on that. Yeah. But, like, tell me about that show because it's like, is is it, is it like a spe- is it like a special Amazon thing that that show is a thing or it's a like a 
an Amazon series or what? How does it we even? Did it, we did it with a company because it's like short, right? It's yeah, not, they're they, not like half hour episodes. No, like yeah, this company produced it, and then um, we were able to release on Amazon. Gotcha. So that's that was the cool thing. Um, so they picked it up afterwards. Yeah, like they kind of uh, like they. You have to go through various parameters, like for them to like okay it, and then they okayed it and they put it on. But um, another company paid for it. Right. We yeah, but we wanted to do kind of short form TV. Like a like kind of like condensed. Thing. Are there other shows like that on Amazon? It seems kind of yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's some there's not a lot, but there are some. It's kind of a new. I don't know if if, if it will. It, oh, there we go. Is that it? Is that you? Sorry. Is that your? Is that, that your? That missed. Is that the King of Hollywood's calling? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna let that go. Actually. Okay. Um, but uh. Kevin's waiting for a I'm very waiting. important phone call, and he has an iced coffee. So we're just... <laughs> it's the most Hollywood bullshit thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to tell you some funny shit after we're done recording this. But I can't. There's some things I can't say, but but I will. Um, so you and then you got that band uh, Dante Elefante. Yeah, I yeah. love the theme song. I it's funny. I th- that band is like. I heard I've heard the name a million times. Mm-hmm. I know they play at the Echo all the time. They play the hi hat quite a bit. They play at the hi hat, yep. yeah. And it's like I was like, and I never like checked them out or whatever. And then I heard the theme song, and I was like, God, this sounds so familiar. And then I looked it up. It was those guys. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I I just I, the magic of Twitter. Like it really is. It is a time suck, and it is totally. Um, it's a it, tool for good and very and, and, evil. And very evil, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, uh, uh, I mean, I reached out to Ruben. He and I started shooting the shit back and forth, right? And we were in the middle of, we were just getting to um, to shooting, and um, I I texted him. I was like, "Hey, man, um, you know, like, or on Twitter, right? Like, hey, do you want to?" I, I loved. I loved Anglo-Saxon Summer. Like I, that's I, the album. Yeah, um, and I loved that album. And we were talking and stuff. So then we met, and he agreed to do a couple songs for the for the uh, for the show, and it was just badass. It was yeah, just great. And then we used a ton of their shit. I mean, like he, he was super nice with that stuff, and it and writing that theme song for everything. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, he wrote the, the song for the show. Yeah. Oh and wow. And they went off and it was cool to see him play it. Yeah. You know, like and, and uh, uh, but yeah, he they they're just able to do such interesting stuff. And obviously they work with like Rado and everything, so they're able to do some cool stuff. But um, oh, that's uh, the uh, Fox, foxes. Fox Suck Foxygen. Foxygen. I was yeah. like Fleet Foxes. Yeah, there's a lot of foxes Fox in bands fiction. Out there. It, they used to be wolf bands. It's all fox bands now. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, wolf's the heavy metal version. Yeah, fox. Fox yeah. is like the indie pop yeah. psychedelic. It's, it's but cuter. They, yeah, they're cool. They um, but yeah, Ruben's great. Coyotes are the country style bands. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what was I going to ask you about that? Um, oh. Also, so then, and then you've been doing like a lot of voiceover stuff too. And I wanted to ask you about that because I just got a voiceover agent. Kick ass. And I haven't booked anything, Mm -hmm. but I fucking love doing voiceover auditions versus. So, like, I had had an audition for some Cartoon Network show a couple weeks ago. And and it was like, I don't think I got it because it's been two weeks, but, (laughs) uh, but you never know. Um, Things either go really fast or they go really fucking slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was really fun to just like, it was just a goofy, like weird character that kind of actually looked like me. It was like a sleeveless weirdo werewolf in an office. But uh, it was super fun to go in and like come up with like the voice for 
this character, and it just was like my voice, but doing it in a certain manner or whatever. Versus, you know, and then that same day I had to go from that to an audition for some beer commercial, and like the visual one, like the TV commercials or whatever, the ones I get a lot, they they'll be like, oh, we want like kind of like freaky dudes or whatever, you know, or like white trash dudes or whatever. And the problem is, is when they want people that look like that, that's actually how those people are in real life. Yeah. So you got to sit sure. in the fucking room. When I was in yeah. this room with all these dudes and like one lady, one woman in there, and this guy says, he's like, oh, I feel like we're uh, in the waiting room to find out like what kind of STDs we got. And I'm just like, God damn it. Call my name. I like, don't want to sit next to you, man. Call yeah. my fucking name. Like, get me the fuck out of here. But before that, I was like, I was in a fucking little, like, kind of what we're doing here. I'm in a booth just, like, it's the best. playing around. It's the best. Yeah. So how the fuck did you get into doing that stuff? Um, I went in for um, Linda LaMontagne, who was a great casting director. And she did, like, Family Guy and oh, cool. American Dad and a lot of stuff. So I went in for her for a... <laughs> For a Charmin commercial, voiceover, voiceover, yeah, and I and they were just it was sent out through Mike, my, my regular agent. They were like, I don't know, just meet her, you sure, know, go in and and um, the she was in that office there that was like notorious for like running behind, like because there was just a lot of yeah, she liked because she loved <laughs> that to work. office, yeah, 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 exactly. So <laughs> she uh, she loved to work with people, so she'd be really oh, that's cool, time. that's so cool, that though. was cool. So that's yeah. why she's running behind. Wait, where is that place at? It was over on Wilshire, but she moved. She went. She has a different office now. Now I don't know where. I've been in there with that lady before. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. It's really fu- that's funny. And yeah. I, I was just sitting there, like, and it, it, people were coming in, seeing how long it was taking, and yeah. leaving. Because yeah. I was, I'd been there for an hour at yes. one point, and I was like, "This is a long time." And it's just for, like play a cartoon. Barry wipes his ass. Like, I, like I have to be cool with this, but at the same time, like, I, um. It's a lottery ticket. Yeah. You know, if I sure. get this, it's a fucking lottery ticket. And what else do I have to do? I'm over in Wilshire. I'm not going to leave. Right. But I watched people walk out, walk out, walk out. And then I, I went in there and she kept working with me and then working with me. And it was like, no, a little bit deeper. No, not quite as dumb. You know, like the whole thing. Sure. And she was like, you know what? Let me get some more people. You go work on this. So she was really spending the time. So then uh, a week later, she called me and she's like, hey, um, I, uh, you didn't get that thing, but... I'm doing this show called uh, BoJack Horseman, and uh, we're we're gonna do it. The, the really cool creators and stuff, but we need. It's like a, it takes place in LA. There's some celebrity stuff. Can you do a Quentin Tarantino? And uh, she's like, "Can I call you back in ten minutes?" And you have that, uh, uh, and maybe that, and maybe if you could work on a Dick Cavett. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> did you know who Dick Cavett was? Yeah, I did. I, okay. like, you know, I love the Dick Cavett show and okay, stuff. But okay. it was like, how the fuck? And you were born in 1986, so I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit. Can you do a Red Skelton, please? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Michael Douglas, yeah. the talk show host. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I went and like learned it and just kind of gave her the... Had you done any like kind of impressions before? Because just that's a, I'm terrible at impressions. Just to annoy like my wife I can't even do it. Yeah, I, well, I fucking annoy my girlfriend constantly with it. But it's like I can't even do like British guy. You right, know, like right. not much less Tarantino. I can do Cat Williams. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only person I can do. I just this learned. motherfucker right here. <laughs> yeah, I learned Dick Cavett. It was just uh, I'm good with nasally stuff. So it was yeah, like, me too. He just it was like he 
ducks hang goes low and i was like got it oh that's pretty good way in i was like that was my way in and then quentin tarantino was just like a a coked up woody allen Uh like uh, it was uh what was like so this kind of like experience like and it was like great good she i just didn't know the fun she was like okay good and it was like that i've been on like almost every season yeah it's fucking you're great i just i'm called and they and they just call me and they're like hey come on in we couldn't get um these celebrities white people so just do those voices so that's kind of yeah it's a great great and i'm doing a show for him right now another show for a lot of my stuff has been through amazon right now this one is um i'm doing a show that we shoot one week a month yeah and they're rotoscoping they're like we, we're shooting it in like this office what thing. is that again rotoscoping it's like like link later's waking life or do you ah uh, yes okay yeah, yeah. so they're drawn over it and but that's why we're shooting one week a month because they have to send it over there's a company i think in france or something that does it someplace in europe that they, they some company was somewhere they do it it takes a lot of time very labor intensive right it'll be coming out september of next year oh wow um so it's a lot of work but it's really cool it's like eight episodes it's really really psychedelic it's really fucked up but really cool who's in that um that is so that's the bojack horseman people who oh, okay are writing it and right 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 um but yeah a bunch of people uh but it's about this woman it's called undone it's about this woman losing your mind so it's like a fucked with reality yeah i saw that you got like uh, a lot of your like stuff that's coming up is like um somebody dies and then they learn a lesson and then uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah there's something <laughs> they yeah, come back death and... involved yeah that's what i'm waiting on this for is uh is uh upload that's a greg daniels show right. so right um uh who's like a hero I'm like, I'm like a huge office nerd oh that's it that's who made the office or something like yeah that? gotcha yeah. i don't yeah you i don't know I, I i gotta like i should know more about these kind. i don't i know musicians you know you really i don't, don't know need to, well i you know but i mean as far as like you know casting or stuff like that you know i just did a thing with um I just did a movie with uh, uh, Kamel Nanjiami. Oh, cool. And it was awesome. And it was just like him and I in a car improvising for like half an hour. You know, super fun. And like Dave Bautista's in it. But it's like, yeah, there's all these rad people in it. But it's just like, I don't know. I need to know like the the casting people or whatever, you know, like I need, I need to yeah, learn. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I only know, like, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, like, I only know the people that I usually go in for a lot. Right. The other people, it's, it's just hard. It's like, I don't, and I don't. Uh, expect them to like someone to say Kevin Bigley and then be like, oh yeah, and, like it's, it's totally fair. I wonder how it is these days. It's like it's just there's so like everything's so different. It's, I feel like you know back in the if you were like going out for shit in the '80s or you know like my acting teacher she was on uh, 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 fuck Night Court for like three years. Sure. Yeah, and she's great, you know. And but she would tell these stories about like you know like driving to you'd go to like a bunch of auditions every day in the 80s and there was no traffic and like you know oh, yeah. i mean there was traffic but not like there is now and, and the streets were made of candy well just you know for her <laughs> it was like she was fucking guest starring or co-starring on like every single show mm. you know and i and and uh i i wonder like once you kind of i have some other friend i have like a friend that was on like true blood and she kind of got into this circuit it's like is there like a do you feel that there's like a circuit for like kind of like guest star stuff or co-star stuff like once you get on like one csi then you can kind of like do all of them or like you know calls it the the victim trap is that after a while you can get into doing the guest star stuff of being like you know uh i don't know where they are you know like last time i saw them you know it's like that john mulaney joke of like someone who's (laughs) loading stuff onto a truck or offloading that truck you know it's like 
well, I saw him. It was Friday, but it was pretty dark. You know, it's like that's you can definitely run into do those, but those don't like those don't like advance a career. They just kind of pay bills. Sure, which is great. Yeah, it's good. But, it's a thousand bucks every time. Yeah, Ugh. but I mean, at the same time, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, it it. Well, I just was, I mean, I, it's true. It's just, it was just, I was, I was observation about it. You know, I, I haven't even gotten to, I, what, what I used to have, which was great was I, the, the way that you kind of get called in or whatever for voiceover stuff is I used to get called in on the tonight show with Jay, when Jay Leno was the host, because I auditioned for them. I got one role in a sketch and then the two dudes that were the head writers there liked me. Cool. Just because I wasn't a fucking maniac yeah. in real life. Yeah. And so they would just call me back every time they had a stoner or every time they had any character that like I kind of looked like and they thought I could play, you know, they would bring me back on, you know. And then it was like a year later, the show moved to New York and all those people are gone, you know, and it's just like, fuck, you know, know but... Man. But that's what it is. It's all just collecting people who go who like you, and right? They, and don't think you're an asshole, right? And you're like, okay, great. Like, but I was thinking, my my acting teacher is like, you know, would say stuff like, he's like, you should send them a box of chocolate, you know? Like, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I don't man, know, I know. Like, <laughs> I've heard they that still too. Do that? With, like, like, where it's like, send them a note. I was like, that seems like an '80s thing to do. Like, yeah, when you're in your I, fucking convertible driving down Sunset and there's no traffic or whatever. I feel like, like we both helped each other out. Like, you know, I went in there and, um, I mean, without sounding too pompous, but like. You know, you helped me get that job, which thank you. Right. And then also, um, you know, uh, you did a great job by finding somebody that the creative team was stoked on. So it's like, you know, we kind of helped each other. And the more you can, I, I just try to like, you. it's just like improv in a way where you're like, I just want to make people, other people look good. If I, if you get an agent that like, is like, kind of likes you and it's a new relationship and then they start getting you out and you start getting callbacks it's like you're making that person look good right. so but if i make my reps look good and then i make the casting director look good i make myself look good right like that's like the whole one of these people in their fucking office like covered in flowers and fucking like like they die every day is that what like is that what they want you know like yeah, yeah. chocolate everywhere <laughs> I, yeah what the fuck like, i think it's kind of creepy actually like right. i'm just like, like fruit basket yeah i'm like, like how fucking hard is this guy trying you know like actor giving me like perishables like what the fuck yeah i know i don't think they expect i mean i don't when you i i've sent like a couple cards when i've gotten something sure. that you know was big and i would send it and be like hey thank you for believing in me or whatever like but it's both times i did that i, I they never brought it they up. They were just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. into the never they work get, again pile. They get so much fucking mail. Of course, too. yeah. Like, I just send yeah. an email to people if, if the, like, in, in any situation in life, I send someone an email or, like, I had some friends that they were, their record came out and they were playing, like, the release show, but we were playing this private party. So I just send them, like, hey, congratulations, you know, whatever. Like, that's rad. Like, I'm sorry I can't make it, you know, like, it, but fucking sending people, like, fucking chocolate and shit all the time. Fuck. Muffins. What do you want from me? What am I supposed to do? Why I got to do that for everybody? Holy shit. Uh, well, I think we learned a lot today, Kevin. I think we solved some things. I think we answered that guy's text. Yeah. What did you say back? Uh, fuck. What did I say? <laughs> I can't believe I didn't I, ask I, you I, I think I just didn't even write him back this or something. A good like. full circle. Oh, I think I said step one, go on LA casting or something like that, you know? Did he pass step one? He's not going to write me back. When was this? This was like... Three weeks ago. Yeah, it's not happening. No. 
But he's going to get an agent now. This guy's going <laughs> to get... I'm going to see this fucking guy in an audition here. Yeah. I'm going to be like, dude, thanks. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's worked out. He's like, this is great. He's like, this feels like we're going to get to see what kind of STDs we have. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, there he is. Jesus. I'm at CAA, by the way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There we go. <laughs> All right, thanks, man.